0: Welcome to the Keeping the Nostalgia Live show, where we interview athletes, coaches, entertainers, artists, musicians, authors, and many more on both our podcast and YouTube channels. We discuss their upbringing, careers, and what they're doing today. We document the past so the future can remember. Please like, follow, subscribe, and share our programs. Got a guest you'd like to hear? Contact us and we'll try and get them on the program. We have over 200 episodes recorded, so please enjoy. Stories can't be remembered unless they are told. Someone asked me one time how I get my guest ideas. It's easy, those I've had memories of in my lifetime. In a weird sort of way, it brings closure to certain times in my life. A history major at Indiana State University, I feel it's my way of preserving history for future generations to remember. Welcome to the program. All right, welcome to the keeping the nostalgia live show. I am your host, Billy Powell. You are either a listening to this on anchor.fm backslash KTNA, or you are watching this on my YouTube channel, which is the Keeping the Nostalgia Live Show. So you can just go to YouTube and type in the keeping the nostalgia live show if you are listening to this on anchor.fm backslash ktna, which KTNA stands for the keeping the nostalgia live show and uh, we have over 250 interviews. Um, The gentleman that uh, we're going to have on today uh, has been on the program and is on one of those um, episodes on anchor.fm backslash ktna. Uh, I'm a basketball junkie. I was never good at any sports, so I got involved in a lot of sports behind the scenes, and the gentleman I'm going to talk to today basically just set that ablaze when I got to uh, meet him at a Washington Continental and Broderpool Rocket football game on a hot August night back in 1983. So uh, coach Tom Renchi, a longtime baseball coach for uh, Broderpool High School and Warren Central, a longtime basketball coach for Broderpool. Uh, also, I think helps out uh, uh, helped out with the Lutheran basketball team, Joins us and coach, uh, we had a little technical difficulties and don't worry, you're not the only one. And, um, of course, I'm going to put you under the category of several who didn't want to be on video because you're just too damn good
1: looking. <laughs> okay, that sounds good.
0: Um, and what I'm going to post up here, Coach, uh, for everybody to kind of check out while we chat there here a little bit is uh, um, the picture that I have up is uh, the 1986 C- City Championship team, Broderpool High School uh, at Tech High School. And uh, you kind of uh, recall those memories of, uh, of playing at Arsenal Tech and, uh, uh, you know, being with Coach Smith, uh, of course, winning the city in 80 and, of course, winning the city in 86. Of course, you won the city there also with the junior varsity team. Uh, brings back a lot of memories.
1: yeah Oh, yes. Lots of memories. That uh, was a special year. Like you, like you said, we, we won the freshman city, JV city and Varsity City that year in 86. So that was a real special year. A lot of good memories from that, those year that year.
0: You know, it's really kind of sad too. Yeah, kind of, uh, you know, we all, we all get old and it's all life, but you know, I'm looking at this photo and there's just a lot of people in that photo that just aren't with us any longer. I
1: see that, yeah, that's, yeah. Life goes on and it's sad, but it's, uh, yeah. A lot of good memories from the people that are with us and and good memories from the people that have left us also. Yeah. And,
0: you know, uh, we chat. Uh, for those uh, that are listening, uh, uh, Coach Rinchy and I chat uh, occasionally. Uh, we do a lot via text and we'll call occasionally. And uh, uh, it was very nice to see uh, Coach uh, Smith get into the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. Would you agree, Coach?
1: Oh, I agree totally. It was long overdue. Coach uh, was a great man great coach and uh just really happy to see him finally get that honor and and just kind of remind everybody how you got associated or met coach smith i met coach smith i began teaching in 1974 at riverside school 44 in ips and coach smith also started at school 44 as a teacher and basketball coach And so that's how I met him. I met him through his wife, Lil. She was a uh, teacher at the school. So we kind of came to know each other that way. And then he'd come to the basketball games. And so that's how it all started. And then he uh, liked what he saw, I guess. So he uh, had me become a coach at Broad Ripple on his staff. Um, That was in... Uh, 1978 is when I started coaching at Broad Ripple basketball.
0: So you kind of knew what you were kind of getting into with, um, uh, coach's demeanor and, and what kind of, uh, demanding coach he was going to be.
1: Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to go watch, uh, their games before I started coaching there when, when Mike Woodson played Don Cox. Uh, and so I got, you know, watching coach and, uh, was able to observe him a lot those couple of years before I started there.
0: So would Woody come to? Uh, would Woody Woody came to and sat on the bench, I guess, uh, with you guys during the '80s championship, uh, state championship run. What was, yes. that, like, what was that like for that him? Was, to sit yeah, on the that was yeah. That was
1: really cool. Uh, it was 1980. We were playing at Washington in the uh, regional at Hinkle Fieldhouse and mike sat on our bench and steve downing sat on washington's bench and it was it was a cool day it was kind of a and that was a really great game i, I always said if, if if we didn't win the state that year uh, washington would have won the state in 80 they were that good
0: uh so we got a little bit uh ahead of ourselves there chatting uh, about coach yeah, smith and, cool. and and purple there but uh you know, when growing up, you know, I know you're you a baseball coach and you're a baseball junkie also, but but when growing up, what kind of baseball team were you a fan of and why and
1: and who were some of your favorite players? When I was growing up, I was uh Cincinnati Reds fan, Chicago White Sox mainly. <clears throat> My dad uh, took me to the games when I was a young kid and uh, just kind of really, Enjoyed watching the Reds and the White Sox. So some of my favorite players back in those days were uh, Frank Robinson, Pete Rose, Beta Pinson, Nellie Fox, Louis Apparicio. And uh, those are the guys I remember back in, in the like, late 50s, 60s, in the 60s.
0: Was baseball your original favorite sport or... Um...
1: Yeah, i bas- like i've always kind of liked basketball and baseball the same i uh when <clears throat> one now nowadays it's year round but back you know in the 60s 70s you know you played one sport and then you went into the other one uh so when basketball was over i was always ready to start baseball so i kind of like both of them about the same really
0: who taught you the
1: games Well, my dad, he uh, was my little league coach, and he also coached me uh, during the summer in summer baseball leagues around uh, Fort Wayne, Indianapolis, so I'd have to credit my dad with uh, teaching me the games, both games, really.
0: Did your dad meet your mom while they were, they they both went, did they both go to Tech High School?
1: Yes, they both went to Tech, and uh, they graduated In 1938. Wow. At that time, Tech was, I believe, the largest high school in the the country. They had 7,000 students at Tech. And uh, in four grades. So that that was a... And it's still a beautiful school. It's a beautiful campus there. It's almost like a college campus. So I always enjoyed going over to Tech when we played Tech. When I was a broad ripple.
0: Uh, it gets kind of a bad rap though, hasn't
1: it? Yeah, they do. They have had a few issues, but um like I say that you know can happen anywhere. Uh but I always enjoyed going to tech, and I know you knew Howard Cat. He's, he's still around. Yes, I know you sent <laughs> me a picture. Was he 90s, 95 or 96? I, I think he's 96. He was a great man. He, Every sectional at Hinkle, he'd come by the bench and give me a little, a little piece of candy. He'd give the coaches a little piece of candy every year. <laughs> so I always look forward to that with Howard.
0: When you were a kid and, you know, you were learning the game of basketball and you were listening to basketball games or watching basketball games and and, and watching baseball games, did you kind of uh, foresee yourself or kind of fantasize that, that you would play professional sports one day?
1: Yeah, I think every kid has that dream when they're young of playing pro ball. and But, you know, you get so far and, you know, you play, play, and then you realize, well, I might not be making the pros, so I <laughs> need to look for something else. So <clears throat> after I got, you know, done playing high school and I played some in college, uh, summer ball and things like that, I've got my degree from Ball State, and I decided I wanted to get into coaching and teaching. So that's how it started with me. Was Ball State your first choice? Actually, uh, I visited Toledo and Bowling Green Universities before I decided to go to Ball State. So um, I'm glad I picked Ball State. I, I really enjoyed the experience there at Ball State.
0: That would have been one interesting thing because you would have been a Toledo Rocket if you
1: had been Toledo, right? That's right. I would have been a Rocket, Broad Ripple Rocket, and Toledo Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so that, when that, did when did that when did that light bulb go <laughs> off in your head that you know um, uh, I, I want to coach? When is that something that you kind of you know decided that that's what you wanted to do?
1: Well, uh, when I was at Ball State, probably my sophomore year, I was a PE major. I also had a degree in social work, but some of my instructors in PE at Ball State, I had uh, uh, Don Shondell. I know you've heard that name, the volleyball coach at Ball State for years. He was my uh, instructor in PE for volleyball and uh, some other uh, professors I had there that coaches that. I thought, I really like what they're doing. I think that's what I'd like to do. So that's how I kind of got started getting interested in coaching and teaching. You know,
0: I I was talking with somebody the other day and uh, we were chatting about, there was one point in time where I could basically almost tell you all the baseball players on each professional baseball team roster. Yes. And, And I don't know if it's because I've gotten older, but I mean, has the has your interest in baseball still continued to this day? Do you still enjoy watching uh, a high school baseball game, a college baseball game, a professional baseball game? Baseball game?
1: Yes, I do. I still enjoy it. Uh, I guess once you get hooked on, you know, baseball or basketball or any sport, you know, you like to continue to follow it and keep up with it. What's going on? And it's, you know, it's the level, level of talent in these sports is unbelievable at this. I'm watching the NBA finals right now. And, uh, it's really amazing to see the talent at that level as well as major league baseball. Uh,
0: Yeah. And, you know, um, I've lived, I've lived in Houston, Texas for the past 26 years of my life. So, you know, they get, a. Uh, hard rap because of the alleged cheating scandal what what do you think about all that by the way
1: yeah well i was never one for you know seeing anybody cheat to get something so i i didn't like it when it happened uh with the astros but you know i know probably goes on with other teams too but they never get caught but uh i just never liked teams that you know did anything to cheat to win games so that that will always be my viewpoint on that. What was your,
0: what was your, what was your, how did you come up with your signs for your baseball teams that you coached? With sign, with signs, third base coach? Uh, no, as a baseball coach, how did you come up with your signs for for your batters or base runners?
1: Oh, I um, some of them I got from other coaches I've had in the past. Uh, I tried to make it simple, you know. To, you don't want to get too confusing for the batter or the base runner so sometimes i'd if i'd give a a sign i'd you know if i'd you know touch a person like my arm or hand or face i'd kind of make it uh go along with like steel skin you know (laughs) kind of make it simple don't make it too
0: hard that's interesting that you say that because if I'm not mistaken, I think the kind of just like this was like here was was a steel sign, if I'm yeah, was not skin, mistaken. S-
1: skin steel, <laughs> belt <laughs> bunt, you know, you know <laughs> we had a few more complicated signs than that, but but uh, nowadays uh, you know they and base runners have always tried to steal signs from second base when they're on, but from the catcher but uh, that's what's amazing. Now, have you seen the new uh, technology for catchers that they just, they don't even put fingers down anymore. They just push in a button and it relays to the pitcher through their cap. What, you know, (laughs) that's amazing. Never thought I'd see that come about. What do you think of that?
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm a baseball purist and I think you're a baseball purist also, right? uh, You know, some of my philosophy on a lot of stuff in life is that if it's not broken, don't fix it. Right. Right. And I just, you know, it's, um, it, 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 it change is always going to happen and you've got to be open to change, but, uh, yeah. you know, uh, i I'm a baseball purist. So it kind of, right. it's, it's still kind of it kind of, I, I'm not happy or excited with it, but you know, it's, it is what it is and it's what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, that's true, but um, now I do kind of like the DH. I know people like to see people, you know, good hitters hit, but it was always kind of interesting to watch a pitcher bat, too.
0: (laughs) I loved watching the pitchers bat.
1: Yeah, I did, too. Yeah, That kind of became a lost art, though. Pitchers used to be able to bunt real well, but now, you know, when you watch Major League or they try to bunt. And they just can't hardly get the bat on the ball, but it's kind of a lost art. So, hey. with the DH now, I don't have to worry about that.
0: You know, and and I think the actual pitchers love to bat also. If you, they, I, I've had to, I had Tommy John on the show, and he can tell me the four specific times and what the temperature was outside when he hit oh, his yeah. four home runs. Yes, um, Tim Stoddard hit one home run. He could tell you the. Uh, uh, the pitcher and how he, if he liked it or didn't like it and what it felt like to run around the base. So that, I guess that's,
1: it. I guess yeah. that's
0: kind of a form of rooting for the little guy because you yeah. don't bat,
1: you know? And then you've got a guy like Otani, the pitcher. <laughs> yeah. One of the best hitters in major League. So you, you, you want him at the plate for sure. But, uh,
0: and that kind of started, right. uh, that kind of Otani has, there hasn't been a kind of a Otani type person, in my opinion, since Babe Ruth oh, pitched in no, that.
1: No, I've never seen, seen anybody like him. It's amazing.
0: So when you graduated from Ball State, you know, we're all nervous when we're graduating and you, yeah. there's another step in life that you got to take and you just don't know where it's going to take you. Um, how? What were those steps to get that first coaching job?
1: Well, uh, when I graduated from Ball State, um, like I said, I had a social work degree also. And my first job actually was was uh, I was offered a job at the uh, juvenile center in Indianapolis as a parole officer, believe it or not. <laughs> and then shortly after that, I got an offer from IPS as a as a PE teacher and coach at School 44 Riverside. So. Um, I took that and uh, but the social work degree helped me in teaching too dealing with you know teachers, kids, parents and all that. So both degrees together were helpful in, in my career. You know,
0: well uh, coaching with Coach Smith, what is it like for a young coach? Are you always kind of have your feelers out for possibly, Going somewhere else? Are there people trying to get you to come to their staff? And how do you yes. how do how do you kind of handle that?
1: Yeah, you you listen to uh, when I was at Ball State, or after I graduated, you know, I became a coach, and then uh, I always wanted to be in a big inner city type school for coaching and teaching. I when I first came out of Ball State, I applied at Tech and. Wood High School. I don't know if you remember Wood High School, Coach Cooley and Coach Smith and, and Coach Clark all went there. But uh, then the position at, at the junior high level at School 44 came open. So I uh, took that and then moved on from there. But uh, that helped, all of that helped me, you know, along with coaching and, and with Coach Smith. And, I had a couple interviews after we won the state in 80 with a couple smaller schools in rural areas. Uh, But I ended up staying at, you know, Broad Ripple and then later went to Warren Central and Lutheran uh, coaching there at Lutheran.
0: You you know, you, you brought up Wood High School, um, another good basketball coach that, you know, in the years that I was at Broderfield for four years, I got to see him coach a lot. Oh. And I respected was uh, um, Coach Ward.
1: Oh, Eddie Ward. Yes. Yeah. Great. And he was at Arlington, too, for yeah, quite a few years. Yeah, he was a real good guy. <clears throat> yeah. In
0: college... What what was travel like? Because uh, I know you're your freshman year there at uh, Ball State, uh, you were the team manager. What what was travel like, and what kind of uh, what was freshman basketball truly like at the college level?
1: It was uh, very competitive. Um, when I started at Ball State, I I started about six months later. I worked for a while before I went to Ball State. So I really wasn't eligible to play on the team, but I kind of was like manager, and I got to scrimmage every night with the team. And uh, that was really neat. Uh, Larry Bollington, you know that name. Uh, He was a freshman that year. At that time, freshmen could not play varsity. So we had a freshman team, and we had a real good team, very good team. I think we only lost two games that year. And we played, traveled to Notre Dame, played there at Notre Dame, and went over to Dayton and played there and uh it's really a cool experience to travel to those different arenas and and play
0: and we could sit here all day on the interview and talk about travel stories uh, uh, uh with high school basketball
1: oh yeah i do have one funny one i want to tell you real quick i don't know if you were on that year what year it was but we were going up to gary roosevelt on the bus and it was like below zero that night or that day is when we left broad ripple so we get up there play the game get on the bus to come back and we're going on 65 and the the side window blew out the glass just fell out <laughs> so coach smith said "This stuff the towel in it so grab a towel and we stuffed it in the window and but that was a long ride back to Indianapolis with uh, zero degrees. (laughs) I was so thankful when we got back to broad ripple.
0: (laughs) Was that the longer ride or was it the longer ride coming back from Richmond and you couldn't eat any of that chicken?
1: Oh yeah. The chicken ended up in the river, but I won't go into that. (laughs) We didn't have a real, a real good game at Richmond and, uh, coach smith was not happy so we didn't get to eat that good chicken dinner (laughs) so that that was a long ride back to rich back to indianapolis
0: you know you know you're you're a student of the game enjoy and enjoy indiana high school love indiana high school basketball um yes it wasn't it it and you you probably gave up counting on how many gyms that you've got to play in and how many historic gyms you've got to play in and or coaching
1: oh, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to go to a lot of really neat gyms, historic gyms. Uh, of course, Hinkle Fieldhouse, that's my favorite of all time, you know, with Hoosiers being filmed there. And uh, I know you've been to some older gyms like Knightstown where Hoosiers was filmed. And, uh, but it's fun to. Go to those gyms, historic gyms around the state. There's a lot of them. I know up in uh, Northwest Indiana, they have some of the largest gyms in in the state up there. Uh, Roosevelt was a big gym. Uh, Gary Westside, all those gyms were held like four or five thousand people. So it was always fun to go up go play at those gyms vincennes was a neat place uh, southport Fieldhouse, that's a wonderful venue uh still is today
0: you know we, we we traveled to vincennes lincoln at adams coliseum and got to play there we traveled up to anderson highland uh, yeah and got to play there well how did you feel about those basketball those gymnasiums where the opponents would put us or put your team on the end of the court oh, rather I, than on the you side? Know, at,
1: I never liked that, sitting on the end of a court. Just never liked it. You, you know, you just felt out of place. You couldn't see all the action. And uh, just never was a fan of that. I know there are still a few places like that. Uh, not too many, I don't think. But I know Anderson Highland was one of them. And uh, I think that's the night we – Wow, oh, the score was like 104 to 103. You remember that? Yeah, that was a, the one of the wildest games I think I've ever been a part of the Broad Ripple.
0: <laughs> and man, for no
1: three pointer. Oh, I know to score that many points.
0: I mean, I know without, we scored. I know we scored 115 against Northwest. We we scored 109, yeah. I think, against Hammond Knoll, and still got beat.
1: Yeah. Why and no, else? and no three pointer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Today, that'd be a lot of points on the board. I know, okay. but uh, and shooters like Steve Alford, if they would have the three pointer in high school, uh, oh my goodness, their point totals would be off the charts.
0: Did but, you uh, co- did you coach uh, the game with the three pointer?
1: Uh, yes, when I was at Warren Central yeah i coached it then and uh it was kind of neat because i had some some plays from i think it was from ball state basketball program that set up you had always had three shooters on the three-point line at all times and if you had good shooters you score a lot of points so we used that at warren central for uh few years when when the three-point shot first came out you
0: ever you know it, it, being a a sports coach and a sports junkie uh, what are some of the uh, major sporting events that you've been to um uh, later on in your life Had, did, you, did you ever go to indianapolis 500 did you ever go to a world <laughs> series game did you ever go to an all-star game did you ever go to a super bowl
1: yeah i've been uh, to the indianapolis 500 a couple of times uh i went to the nba all-star game when it was here uh i believe that was in the 80s i can't remember the exact year uh i remember a friend of mine bill raleigh worked with the pacers and he got me tickets and actually took me in the locker room at the all-star game i'm I'm walking in there's pete maravich sitting there and kareem abdul-jabbar and i'm like wow this is cool (laughs) So, uh, that was really cool. And uh, I've been, oh, and actually, I guess it's considered, I went to the Mr. Olympia in Columbus, Ohio, one year, and met Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, wow. And uh, got, he signed my book that he had out at the time. And so, that was kind of cool. I, I was working out at that time at a gym downtown on Mass Ave. It was called Hoffmeister's Gym. And uh it was a real hardcore workout place, no frills. And uh the owner, Fred Hoffmeister, uh, he had some tickets to the Mr. Olympia. So he said, Hey, you want time, you want to go? It's over in Columbus, Ohio. So yeah, I said, Yeah, I'll go. So it was really kind of a cool thing going over there. And they still have that Mr. Olympia in Columbus, Ohio today. Did you did you interact with anybody when you went to the um
0: uh nba all-star game or you just kind of uh, uh, lay back I just,
1: yeah i was just kind of observing and i think i said hi to a couple of them uh but uh i remember walking or i was standing in the, the at market square arena in the tunnel there you know that leads onto the floor and i, I felt this kind of a bump behind me i thought turn around i, I looked up and it was cream of jabbar man he was tall and uh so that was cool. To, and I, like I said, and, uh just, just a neat experience to just see all those guys.
0: In, in, in all of your coaching, uh, both the sport of basketball, of course you did cross country, you did soccer, um, uh, and baseball, but basketball. Are there certain – how did you – did you ever get teed up and tossed out of a game? Did you uh, – are there referees that you remember that you're like, oh, man, I've got him. We're, uh, it, it, we're oh, yeah. have to play hard yes. to win.
1: Yes. that's Yeah, I've been booted out of a few games <laughs> in my career. I was, you know, pretty cool with referees and umpires. But once in a while, you know, I'd press the point a little too far. And uh, I remember one game over at Riverside uh, – we were playing, I think, it was Hal, and uh, got into an argument with the umpire, and he threw me out of the game at Hal. And then uh, I think at Lutheran one time I got thrown out over at Ritter, and uh, one time uh, up at Hammond Knoll, we were getting hosed up there. They, I think, the referees gradu- were graduates of Hammond Knoll, and Smitty was. Oh, he was upset. He, they were good that year too, but we played up there and man, they were, we were getting hosed and, uh, I let the referee have it and he threw me out of the game. So I had to sit in the Hammond, no locker room, second half. <laughs> I think we lost the game by two points. It was a close game, but, uh, so I had my share of run-ins, but, uh, overall though, uh, I had one referee tell me one time he goes, coach, he goes before the game, he said, uh, Myself and other referees, we really like to referee your games because we know when you argue a call, we must have messed it up because you never argue, you know, unless it's really something uh, you think has gone the wrong way. So that was a neat compliment to get from a referee. Um,
0: Did Coach uh, Smith get tossed out of uh, a few games that uh, you had to continue coaching?
1: Uh, No, you know, I can't ever uh, recall. He's got a lot, you know, his share of technical fouls, but uh, he never, I never uh, had to take over for him uh, for being kicked out of a game.
0: Uh, when you guys started that 1980 team that, you know, went 22, 29 to Stacy Turan hits this 57 footer, you yeah. guys win the state championship, you beat new Albany who was undefeated. Did you have, was there, you know, any idea at the beginning of that year of how strong of a squad that uh, uh, um, you were a part of the coaching staff of?
1: Yes. We, we knew before the season even started that, you know, we were going to have a a really strong team, you know, the year before the JV team and even the freshman team all kind of funneled into that varsity team. And, uh, a combination of guys we had size talent speed uh it was just a very special year and you know we got off to a fast start and we didn't lose the game that year until the first game after the city tournament we won the city uh, tournament at tech and we played washington high school the next game at washington and I believe it was Ricky Johnson hit a half court shot to beat us in that game. And then we went undefeated all the way till until like the second to the last game of the year, we lost, uh, to South Bend clay. They were ranked like sixth in the state that year. We drove all the way up there in a snowstorm and got off the bus and literally had to jump ball and start the game uh, but uh i think we only lost by six points but and then you know the last game was against gary roosevelt and uh, we beat them and uh from then on just rolled all the way to the state championship you know a lot of people
0: think you get on a yellow bus and you just go to the other high school and play games i mean we we, we
1: travel brought up a, travel a little bit of everywhere yeah we did we went and that Uh, Coach Smith always, you know, that was in his plan to schedule schools that, you know, are a little distance away and different, you know, styles of play and uh, different players you go against. And so it it was a good experience to travel. And a lot lot of high schools, you know, display local schools and never go anywhere, really. But we uh, did a lot of traveling. I know, we what, went up to East Chicago, Washington. One year, Gary Roosevelt, Hammond, Knoll. Uh, so we did a lot of traveling. Went south to you know Vincennes and different areas.
0: You know, you've you've coached against some 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 great coaches and got to see some great coaches along their way. Are there are there any that really kind of stick out to you, or you enjoyed watching coach or?
1: Yeah, I uh. As a baseball coach, some of the coaches I remember coaching against uh John Wirtz at Ron Collie. He was a great coach, great guy. Uh, Dave Gandolf at Center Grove, he's now at Sasena. Uh Dan Roman was at Lawrence Central. Uh those are some of the, the baseball coaches I remember. And uh And then, you know, Dick Alter at Lutheran, I've been, I coached with him for 15 years. And uh, he recently sent me a letter today that uh, May 9th, they're going to dedicate Lutheran's baseball field and and call it Alter Field. So they're going to have a little ceremony there before the Southwestern game. So I'm going to go attend that. So that was really a a nice honor for Dick. I was glad to see him get that because he's... uh, good guy great coach did a lot of work there at lutheran high school on the, the baseball field wow. basketball um as an assistant some of the coaches coached against of course jack Kiefer, lawrence north ron heflin gary roosevelt basil Mauby at connersville sam alford newcastle uh steve Whitty at ben davis Mark James at Franklin Central, Larry Humes at Attics. And there, you know, there's others that could go on and on. Uh, Gary Jacob, I coached with him at Warren Central. And uh, just a lot of great coaches that, over the years that I've coached against.
0: What's the What's the coaching fraternity like? Like when you were at Broaderpool, did you, did all the coaches kind of get along or kind of interact together same way at Warren central? Uh, was it like a, you know, what, was it like a club you guys were all in and you all kind of intermingled and, and, and wanted to kind of help each other? What, what was, what was your kind of relationships with other coaches within the programs that you uh, uh, in schools that you coached at?
1: Yeah, it was a good relationship. Um, you know, you'd work, like at Warren Central, I'd worked with uh, Kevin Wright, was the football coach then. So he encouraged his football players, you know, to play other sports like baseball and basketball. So, uh, And then most schools have coaches' organizations. Uh, and statewide, there's, you know, basketball, baseball coaches' association meetings. So we'd always, you know, meet at those. And uh, the uh, MIC conference, would always have meetings at the end of the year. So you got to mingle, interact with all the coaches at at those meetings. Um, With uh, coaching, being the
0: head baseball coach at Broadleville High School, what was, I mean, and and it was a struggling program when you took it over and then you had one of the best seasons that the uh, high school had ever had and made it to the sectional finals. Um, yes, and, and then you go to a county school which may be a little bit more established within the sport.
1: What's that like? Uh, it was uh, main, main, the main difference was you know the facilities. You know, uh, at Broad Ripple, you know, uh, when I coached there, John Tremaine was the head coach, and uh, we'd play over. Broad Ripple Park, there you know, where Broad Ripple Park is. The diamond they built that diamond there, but you know, when I went out to Warren, the facilities were just amazing. Uh, as far as equipment, uh, we had an indoor facility at Warren where we had four batting cages that came down from the ceiling, and uh, I remember. broad ripple we in the old gym we had that one batting cage at the end we put put down (laughs) but it was you know but dealing with you know the kids coaching kids are the same uh you know in all schools i just really enjoyed coaching all the different athletes that i've been in
0: in, uh, involved with did you particularly enjoy coaching or playing a game at riverside park
1: Yes, back then, uh, they had one or two diamonds that they really kept up. The city department would uh, mow it, uh, line it. They, you know, they, and it. they really kept the diamonds up. I don't know what shape they're in now, or if they even have them again. But uh, when I first started I, at 44, I was the assistant baseball coach under Tom Rainey at, at Christmas Attucks High School. And we played our home games over at uh, Riverside Park. And uh, like I say, the, the fields were, were good back then. I mean, they weren't A1, but they were uh, very, very good shape and had a good experience playing over there at the park. And when I was uh, still playing myself, I'd play on a summer team and we'd play at Riverside and use the, the diamonds there in the summer leagues.
0: You were a pretty outstanding baseball player yourself in high school. You actually got to play at Bush stadium. Yes.
1: The old Bush stadium on 16th street. Um, this was back before, you know, class sports and uh, they have the final four still in basketball and baseball. So we uh, I went to Fort Wayne Concordia high school, Lutheran high school in Fort Wayne. And we had about 800 students, 900, and we made it all the way to the final four at Bush Stadium. And that was a really cool experience to play there. I played first base and pitched. Uh, We lost the uh, afternoon game to Bloomington High School, which was the old, it's the Bloomington South now, but uh, Bloomington used to just have one high school. That was in 1969. And uh, South Spencer was the, uh, one of the other schools, and Lafayette Jeff and Concordia. And uh, Lafayette Jeff ended up winning state that year.
0: And was that one of the first few years of, a, uh, of that tournament? Yes, it was the third
1: year. It started in 67, and uh, I believe Laporte won the first two, 67-68. And then we were there in '69, and uh, Lafayette Jeff, as I say, won it then.
0: Um, there's a gentleman who I've had on the program, uh, Bob Bradke. I think he took his Hammond Noble team to a state championship team, also there at Bush.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. What a great yeah, stadium!
0: What I, I, oh, I, I was sad to t- see it go. I was, you know, I, I like Vic, I like Victory Field, but there was just something about Bush Stadium.
1: Yeah, it was neat. Yeah. Well, some great players have walked those the grounds uh i remember my dad telling me uh one time he went out there and uh, babe ruth was out there he came onto the field he that's when he was beyond his playing days and he was kind of poor health but they introduced him and he came walked out on the field and so there's been some amazing people out there but yeah. have you seen it lately they still it's apartments now i believe but they kept the facade uh of the front of old bush stadium i don't know if you've seen that or not
0: i drove by it last year when i was in town and uh, or two years ago when i was in town and uh, you know i went to so many baseball games there sat in box 23 with my grandfather for years oh yeah man the player you know and and of course that was back in the day when the Reds would come to town twice a year with an, for an exhibition game, and you'd see the big red machine, Pete Rose, uh, Johnny oh, Perez, yeah. Tony Perez, Dave Concepcion, Joe Morgan, Cesar Geronimo, George Foster, Kim Griffey, you know, all those.
1: Yes, I remember going to those games myself.
0: And you got to see those players move up and and go with Reds. I hate – I dislike that, you know, um, like we were talking earlier about, you know, uh, free agency, you know, kind of creates that – thing now that it wasn't like when we were younger where you those teams remain the same and you, you get better or you you know yeah you know bring in new talent and that free agency kind of threw a little damper on the game in my opinion yeah it,
1: it changed the game so, for sure yeah what, what do you
0: think of the game of pro basketball today
1: i still enjoy watching it it's it's a lot different um uh, Sometimes it's it's kind of hard to watch, but <laughs> seem like there's not, you know, in the playoffs, they play defense, but most of the season games, you like, you know, there's hardly any defense. Uh, everybody just goes out to the three-point lines. I think I could get 20 rebounds in an NBA game today because there's nobody under there. <laughs> they shoot the ball and you somebody rebounds, throw it down, but shoot another three. But like I say, I still enjoy watching it. It's uh, guys – have a lot of talent, and uh, it's it's fun to watch them. But uh, but what gets me is this: when the, you know the the challenge. Now, I was watching a game the other day, and there were I think twenty seconds to go in the game, and I looked at my watch. It took a half an hour, almost a half an hour to play twenty seconds, with all of the challenges, timeouts, TV timeouts. <laughs> it was unbelievable uh my wife carolyn she always gets on me about that it's, it's, oh you love it sitting there watching <laughs> but sometimes it's kind of hard to watch because it seems like it takes forever for a game to play anymore
0: my my wife would do the same thing she was like uh, uh how much time's is that two minutes oh hell we got a half hour 45 minutes oh i know
1: <laughs> that's right <laughs>
0: And it's kind of nice, though, uh, to watch the NBA today just because, you know, um, uh, George Hill playing in the NBA and, of course, Kevin Johnson, who uh, is the trainer of the Philadelphia 76ers, went to Broderfield High School, too.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw where Embiid got a bad injury. He's out a couple games, concussion. That's going to hurt the 76ers for sure. Um, What do you think about Coach Woodson's first year? I thought he did a great job. You know, he had some challenges there with the past, you know, the way the situation was with the past coaches and I thought he did a great job. And he's got some good recruits coming next year, so I've heard people picking them to win the Big 10 next year. So I think it's going to look, you know, very good in the future for IU. What do you what do you think? What are your what's your opinion on the transfer portal? I'm not a fan of it, you know, I I don't know. To me, it just promotes quitting or giving up. You know, if a kid doesn't like the school, oh, I don't like that, I'm gonna quit and go somewhere else. Just kind of, there's no loyalty anymore to a school. Or a, I saw the other day where there's over a thousand players in the transfer portal or more than that. And it's just, to me, it's just kind of uh, taking something away from the game. I, I'm just not a fan of it at all.
0: What do you think about the um, your alma mater's uh, new hire, Coach Michael Lewis?
1: I think he's going to do a good job. Yeah, I know Ball State, they've struggled the past few years, and uh, I think he's going to get the program in the right direction. I know he's talked a couple of players into coming out of the portal that were going to transfer some of the, his better players. So I know you had him on the show, didn't you, the other – not too long ago
0: uh yeah he just seems like he's all business
1: yeah he yeah and that's probably that's definitely what they need down there they need to get things on the right path do you think that
0: ball state could could be as successful as a um a a butler which you know kind of came from nowhere and has kind of maintained that um um that kind of basketball for quite a while
1: i think they can yeah i um he seems like like the kind of guy that you know will definitely work at it and try to get some of the best players and hopefully he can land some some of the talented kids from indiana that go out of state Uh, i'd like to to see him get some of those players to stay at ball state i think that would help out a lot
0: who was the head basketball coach at ball state while you were there
1: uh, Bud Getchell was the coach uh, my first two years, and uh, then Jim Holstein took over from him. And Tom Dobbs was an assistant. Uh, and let's see, the freshman coach was, was Carl Medich from Tech. So they, they were the staff when I was there.
0: If I had to put you up against it, um, w- 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 what, well, what are your what are your favorite college basketball coaches that you like to watch today?
1: Well, I um, always like you know Coach K. Of course, has uh, always been a good coach. Uh, back in the you know years ago, Bobby Knight. I was enjoyed watching him, his games, the way he coached, and uh, the respect he demanded from the players and just how he coached the game and matt painter i enjoy watching him Uh, um i think he does a real good job with his program and uh as far as some of the others uh i know he just was recently let go but laval jordan always kind of enjoyed watching uh, his butler team play they always played hard fought till the end i know that didn't work out for him, but I always thought he was a good coach. And uh, those are some of the ones that. Uh, I can it was recall. it was kind of
0: sad. It's kind of sad to see Coach K leave. I was kind of uh, I was kind of a little bit down about it because, you know, some uh, all the greats are leaving. And now we got to get used to uh, like a whole new school uh, of coaches. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Do you, and, do you no, think no, there, do you do you think there's a lot of luck that you have to have to win an, an NCAA championship?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got, you know, you you can have the talent, and, but you still have to have a little bit of luck in there along the way. You know, a shot falls here, doesn't fall and can cost you a game. So there's definitely always a little bit of uh, fortune or luck uh, in a game for sure. <laughs>
0: How did you enjoy working for Gene Ring?
1: I liked Gene. Gene, uh, he was a straight up guy. he you tell you, you know, his thoughts. And uh, he was very dedicated to his job as athletic director. I never knew Gene to miss a game, a basketball game. Home or away, he was always there. So I always gave him credit for that. Uh, He was a good athlete himself in in high school and college. I I believe he played with the Indianapolis Indians for a while. So he was a uh, good guy to work for. I mean, if you
0: were coached by John Wooden and you were coached by Branch McCracken.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty good.
0: (laughs) I just feel, you know, doing what I do now, I just feel if I'd have known what I've researched and found out I would ask that man more questions because what a,
1: what a, what a, what a, what a, life in athletics. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, a lot of people there at the time, I don't think they realized, you know, the experience and the kind of a player he was there and coach. Um, if, if you had to put out a starting uh, of
0: the top five NBA all time, what, what, what would your list kind of look like?
1: Um, let's see, let me think. I um kind of listed some guys back, you know, when I was younger that I watched. I'd probably have Kareem Abdul Jabbar center, uh, Larry Bird forward, LeBron James forward, Kobe Bryant guard, and Michael Jordan guard, and then, of course. Back in, you know, earlier Oscar Robertson, of course, or uh, Irvin Magic Johnson, definitely Steph Curry. I think he's the best shooter of all time. Uh, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Julius, Dr. J. Irving, Jerry West. Those those kind of guys were uh, would be on my team.
0: (laughs) I will say this for those that are listening and uh, for Coach Renshi, we talked a little bit before we came on the program that that Showtime series on HBO Max is uh, a must to watch. If you are, I basketball. need
1: to see that. I haven't seen that yet,
0: man. It, it, it is a, you know, Pat, Pat Riley, Jerry West, uh, Magic Johnson, you know, the, 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 the uh, rivalry between Larry Bird and uh, Magic Johnson, um, uh, Paul Westhead. Uh, um, I, I think Jack McKinney was a coach who ended up coming to the Pacers for a little while. It's yeah, It's just a – it, it is a – if you're a basketball junkie out there, and I'm not getting paid by HBO, if I was, I wouldn't be uh, 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 sitting here right now. But it is a great series to watch if you get a chance.
1: Yeah, I, I need to check that out. I've heard some good things about it. You know, you talked earlier about Chicago White Sox and Cincinnati
0: Reds. But yeah. if I remember correctly, you would sport a Los Angeles Dodgers hat for a little while.
1: You know, I always liked the Dodgers. Yeah, I, I still wear the Dodgers hat. I um, always liked, you know, the way they played, uh, how the manager managed the game. And uh, a lot of my family now lives in LA or outside of LA in Orange County, Southern California. So I've kind of LA, she, my sister sent me an LA Rams Super Bowl shirt after they won the Super Bowl. So, uh, but I've always kind of liked L.A. teams, Dodgers. Uh, so yeah, still sport their gear.
0: Um, I'm, I'm not using the word hate or dislike, maybe don't care for, but is there a franchise in the NBA or in Major League Baseball that you're like, you yeah, know, I just really don't care for them?
1: Uh, not too many. I, You know, like I said, I like to watch all games, but – I know you, you won't like this, but probably Houston Astros after the cheating scandal. I probably didn't care for them too much. <laughs> and being a Yankees fan too, I uh, it, you know I know a lot of Yankees fans were put out with uh, Astros. But uh, but basketball, I can't. I'm, you know I like the Pacers, uh, Chicago Bulls. I I can't think of an NBA team I really don't enjoy watching. Know you know, talking about the Pacers though,
0: the Indiana Pacers for playing basketball in the state of Indiana, I am just disappointed that
1: there's not a banner hanging up. Oh, yes, I know. And it's really sad because you know, when Reggie Miller was here, that that was when they went to the finals. That was the year they you know could have won it, I believe. And then with the year of the mountain fouls and that kind of derailed the season. But
0: uh, it, it it's kind of embarrassing we don't have a banner, and it's kind of embarrassing that we guys keep talking about you know George McGinnis, Billy Keller, Bob Nedelec, no? and all <laughs> those uh you know downtown Freddie uh, 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 Roger Brown, Roger and, Brown, and, you know yeah. that we have to keep talking about those guys, which which is fine, and and they de- and Slick Leonard, and they deserve everything that they get because they brought. They brought the game about. they 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 were great, but it's yeah. just so disappointing that you know I, I I got a patch here in my office behind me. The patch has been around fifty one what fifty five years now, and yeah. don't have squat to show for it. And I know there's a lot of uh, uh, I know it's hard to win a, a championship, but it's just kind of disappointing being from the state of Indiana. And I you know
1: yeah I hear you yeah it's yeah. kind of way with the Colts too until they you know won Super Bowl that year with Peyton Manning that uh, yeah. But the Pacers, for sure, they've been here long enough where we should have a banner hanging up there.
0: (laughs) And, um, uh, you know, say what we want about baseball and cheating. You know, every team does it. It's just the Astros got caught.
1: Yeah, they did. They were so obvious about it with the banging on the garbage can. (laughs) They could have been a little more sly about it, I think. Hey,
0: how many Cincinnati Reds are on your best starting lineup in Major League Baseball of all time?
1: Um uh, I believe, let me see here. Let me think about that. Um well Pete Rose was on there. Um Frank Robinson when he played with the Reds and Johnny Bench. Those are probably the main main three. Uh you know, there were a lot of others. That you know, back when they had the big red machine, that was uh, that whole team was awesome. But uh, some of the, the ones I mentioned were kind of the ones I, you know, enjoyed watching the most. In baseball, do you enjoy watching speed, pitching, or hitting? Um, I kind of like the pitching. I, you know, being a former pitcher, I uh, like to watch the, the pitchers how they deal with each hitter and you know try to place the ball in the corners and throw different pitches and uh so i'd I'd have to say probably the pitching part of it what did
0: go ahead sorry
1: i was going to tell you another story i i had a my dad's first cousin was a a left-handed pitcher and he played for the boston braves back before they moved to Milwaukee. And uh, back then you had to be really good because they didn't have as many teams as they do now. but he, he played a lot of AAA for Toledo and uh, but he was called up to play for the Boston Braves and he got to pitch in two games and he got to pitch against Willie Mays as a rookie for the New York Giants and Jackie Robinson the brooklyn dodgers as a rookie so that was kind of cool his his name was dick hoover wow he was he was from columbus ohio left hand he pitched a no hitter in triple a and he he pitched out at the old bush stadium years ago uh for uh minor league you know triple a team against (laughs) the indians so that's kind (laughs) of a new story so yeah
0: And, and and speaking of that what what are some of your favorite you know that you just uh, i loved number 42 that jackie robinson story that uh, that gentle, the actor that just passed away just oh dead. yeah i thought that was great but what are some of your favorite sports movies and um uh favorite biographies
1: that you've read or um,
0: that you've um
1: well, let's see um some of the movies i i recalled uh Well, Hoosiers, I always liked Hoosiers, Uh, you know, being filmed there at Hinkle Fieldhouse. And uh, we actually, I don't know if you remember that or not, but uh, when I was at Broad Ripple, we, we played Chittard High School that night at Hinkle Fieldhouse. And at halftime, they filmed the Jimmy Chitwood final shot to win the game. And so that was really cool. And then After that, we finished the second half against Chittard. But uh, that was kind of a neat experience to be there for that. Uh, For those
0: that are watching on YouTube, I have a a picture up now of uh, uh, Coach Normandale and the assistant coach Shooter. mm -hmm. And down in the corner of the picture was originally who was offered the position, which was Jack Nicholson and uh, Harry Dean Stanton.
1: Oh, okay. Yes, I see that.
0: And isn't that? Uh, I, I just, I just, I mean, I know uh, Hoosiers is just my number one sports movie. Um, but, oh, yes. but I just, I, I just can't picture. I, it, it would have been an interesting uh, story to see because I, I can see where Harry Dean Stanton could have done the job of uh, Dennis Hopper, uh, and yeah. um, Jack Nicholas possibly, but um, I guess from what I understand from a lot of comments on social media uh gene hackman told dennis hopper at the first few uh filming uh sessions that man i hope you saved a lot of money because this is going to ruin us oh (laughs) and wasn't that wasn't that a great um opportunity i mean i wish i wish i would have uh been more took more initiative to be a part of that or do that or have a a little forethought It's it's like thinking about you know stocks um yeah but to do more or be associated with that more because of what it has become. It's just iconic.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, I, I saw a recent poll. I think it was the, not the best rated sports movie of all time, I believe, was Hoosiers. But, um, and, 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 but you, you remember, well, you remember Roger Schroeder coached Broad Ripple. He played on the 1954 Milan team the actual Milan team yep. the movie was about. So.
0: I think that guy still plays softball, and I think he's, like, 86
1: or 87. Oh, real? Wow. Yeah, I know he's – he's, um, he was always in good shape, though. He seemed to stay in good shape. So,
0: Coach, what do you bad. think class basketball did to the game of high school basketball in Indiana? Uh,
1: I kind of have opinions on both sides. You know, being a traditionalist, you know, being in the one, you know, one champion setup, I always like that. And I still do. Uh, but I've been at, you know, some of the largest schools in the state, you know, Broad Ripple and Warren Central. And I've also been at one of the smaller schools in the state, which is Indianapolis Lutheran High School. And being a part of that, I can see where, you know, the kids that play for big schools, small schools, get a lot of excitement and uh, joy out of winning a state championship. So it gives more kids the opportunity to, to experience a state championship. But, uh, but there's still something special about, you know, being that number one only champion in the state of Indiana for that year, like Broad Ripple in 1980. So, uh, But I can see, you know, both sides of the argument. Were you um, friends with
0: Coach Pat Kors?
1: Yes. Pat and I taught Broad Ripple together, PE together. And uh, he was the girls' cross-country coach, and I was the boys' cross-country coach. And uh, Pat was a great guy. He coached football there for years and uh, had a lot of good players there at Ripple. But uh, Pat was a great guy. We had a lot of fun, you know, teaching and coaching there together. He had a great voice, too. Oh, he did. Yes. <laughs> yeah
0: coach but, did you have uh, did you have interest in football or you do you enjoy well, watching
1: football or um, is just not 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 just not there on your list not as much as you know basketball and baseball but I did play on the freshman football team in high school I, you know, I was kind of small and <laughs> not real big but I did play freshman year and uh when I was at school 44 i I helped Joe wins I don't know if you remember that name he was uh head of the Indy parks for years. And he also played some uh, semi-pro football with the Indianapolis Caps, Capitals. And uh, I, I helped him coach a, a dad's Club football team at Riverside. So uh, for a couple of years, so. But mainly my interests are basketball and baseball.
0: And I'm I'm going to give you a couple names and and, and maybe just uh, roll out a a couple of thoughts on them. Mm-hmm. Um, Stacy Turan.
1: Oh, Stacy, outstanding student athlete, uh, great leader. He was like another coach on the floor. I remember Coach Smith always telling him that too. But uh, he just. Uh, He'll always be known for that 57-foot shot at the buzzer to beat Marion in the state finals, but uh, just a great individual. And uh, you know, he had a great career at Notre Dame in football, and later with the Raiders in the NFL. So Stacy was just top of the leap, top of the list. He was just an amazing athlete. Jeff Robinson. Jeff Robbins, another great guy, uh, he, uh, was actually the MVP of the 1980 state finals. He, uh, once Jeff got the ball around the lane, he was unstoppable. He had kind of a little jump hook and, uh, nobody could stop him. He was just amazing, but, uh, he was an Indiana all-star his senior year. And I know he, he played at Cincinnati and Pittsburgh for a while in, in college. Uh, and then I know, then he had a son that graduated from Lawrence North, also named Jeff Robinson Jr., that uh, I believe he played at Xavier later on. But uh, Jeff was a, a great person, great ball player. Darren Fitzgerald. Oh, another one of my favorite. You know, probably he's maybe the favorite student athlete I've ever had. Uh, coached him at School 44 at Riverside. Uh, just a great young man had a great family uh, you know I, you know went to Butler set three-point record uh, and to, to this day uh, the one year uh I believe it's his senior year he led was second in the nation in three-point shots made and the only person above him was Steph Curry that year so that's saying quite a bit about the kind of ball player he was but and he coach, uh went to washington and there
0: coach and, and all of your you know uh, getting up to uh you know head baseball coach getting up to a head uh at brought head baseball coach at warren uh be an assistant basketball coach how what are the ups and downs of being an assistant and, and how did you voice your opinion, but maintain respect for the head coach and his job? Yeah, that
1: it's kind of a situation you have to be careful with because, you, you know, I always uh, would, you know, give my opinions and uh, make suggestions uh, during, during a game and but you have to know when to do it. You can't just blur, you know, blurt it out and say, "Hey, coach, we got to do." This. You know, you have to know the right time to make the suggestion. Um, and as, uh, as an assistant, you know, you're responsible to talk to the players individually during the game about what what's going on and kind of help them improve. Not only in the game, but during practice, work with them. And I can remember responsibilities as an assistant, like when we'd go on the road at Broad Ripple, I'd be responsible to to make sure we had the food ordered for after the game and uh, bus transportation, sometimes keep tabs on players' eligibility, grades, and stuff like that. But uh, but there's a lot of responsibility as an assistant. Uh, Not quite as much as a head coach, but there is a lot of responsibility. I remember a line in uh, "Remember the Titans," where Denzel Washington says, uh, "said uh, he says I uh, I've never heard of an assistant coach being fired after a game." So (laughs) that's true, you know.
0: What was it like to deal with parents? How how easy did you find? You know, a parent complaining about a child's playing time, or is it something that you had to deal with? You didn't deal with? I mean, how how difficult is that to, you know? Yeah, you're, I, you're, you're you're trying to make, you know. It's like Abraham Lincoln. I can't remember what he said. You can make some of the people happy some of the time, but not all the time. I mean, what? How, how did uh, you know? Because I know you're kind of a, a little bit laid back manner at times. Mm-hmm. How, how how did you approach
1: that and handle that? Well, I would. Uh, always, you know, be respectful of a player's parents. Um, and I, you know, if I, if they wanted to talk to me, I'd set up a time, uh, to talk with them, you know, after the game or the next day, uh, it's never a good idea to, you know, talk to a parent as you're walking off the floor, if they're upset about something. So, you know, you have to, uh, you know, you just have to make sure you're handling it the right way and, uh, make And you know, whenever I would talk to a parent, I'd always you know assure them that I have their their student athlete best interest uh, for their son or daughter, whatever sport there is. So uh, just you know, let them know that you know you're you're there to help their their child be the best person and athlete that they can be.
0: Did you ever have the feeling in coaching basketball whatever coach that whatever sport that you coach, that there were possibly better players but they didn't come out for the team or didn't want to play for the team or uh,
1: mm, i can't think of any specific uh athletes you know that you hear through the grapevine that oh so and so if they want to do, but they don't want to play because of coach or whatever. But uh, uh, most of the times, if 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 they are good and they don't come out, it's for reasons like you know maybe they're a discipline problem or grade troubles, or things like that. That's what I've found mostly. Uh, no situations. How did you? How did you enjoy coaching soccer? I enjoyed it. I uh, originally had no intention of coaching, but. I remember it was during the summer, Don Glenn, the principal at Broad Ripple at the time, called me at home and said, hey coach, uh, thinking about starting a soccer program here at Broad Ripple, would you like to coach? And I said, well, well yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, you know, got some books and read up on soccer. And uh, actually after the, you know, when the season got going, I really enjoyed it. So uh had some pretty good teams too. I remember we had the, uh, One young man that went on to IU, do you remember Wes Priest? Yes. Yeah, I believe his name was Wes. Won a national championship. Yeah, they won a national championship at IU, but he was on the team first years at Broad Ripple. And I believe his dad later took it over after I uh, got into more with basketball and baseball.
0: You don't you don't recall this probably, but I remember being an immature freshman standing on the sideline just goofing off, and you called my name, and I'm like, okay, there must be something he needs. And I said, what you said, go in the game.
1: Oh, <laughs> and, and, and
0: I was like a deer in the headlights, I enjoyed that, but uh, of course, when I came out of the game, one of my better friends and still lifelong friend now, Paul Fry, was was mad at me because I got the play that he didn't. He said, you had an opportunity to score and you didn't. So, you know, just don't oh, talk yeah. to me for a
1: while. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It's funny. <laughs> Coach, what do you do what? today? Well, actually, uh, the last couple of years with, you know, with the pandemic and all, uh, i would still help out with the Lutheran high school basketball team with their stats and, uh, they have all their games on huddles. So Last couple of seasons, I've just been watching the games on Huddle and doing the stats and sending them to uh, Remus Woods, the uh, head coach at Lutheran. So I still kind of stay involved that way, so, and uh, hopefully, I you know once the pandemic kind of out of sight, I get back into it more.
0: Coach Tom Renschey, you don't know what kind of uh, influence you've been on me and uh, I'm glad we've connected and uh, I'm glad we've got to do a couple shows and uh, I just want yeah. to tell you how much that I appreciate you. And um, I know we had a little IT issues today. You weren't the only one. Yep. Marty Simmons, the head coach at Eastern Illinois University, had uh, uh, some technical difficulties too. But mm-hmm. uh, you don't know how uh, much fun I had today and chatting with you. I know we ran a little bit long and uh, everyone will enjoy this. And um, yes. uh, I appreciate you so much.
1: Well, well, thank you, Billy. And I appreciate you too. And I'll always tell you this and I'll tell you again that you – you were yeah, you know, as a student manager there at broad ripple you were the best you were like about like another coach out there so i really appreciate all you did you know when you're at broad ripple and uh really enjoy our friendship continuing through throughout the years so i just want to thank you billy
0: that's awesome i appreciate it thank you so much uh and um Guys, once again, go to uh, anchor.fm backslash KTNA and also go to our YouTube channel, the Keeping the Nostalgia Live show to catch all of our programs. Coach Renzi, thanks for you again.
1: You're welcome. I'll look forward to doing it again
0: sometime.